0: is going on everybody we're back with a live one for a change i've been i've been globe trotting and missing my blonde tipped brethren and uh when we're back with it i've got you know back in the office ready to go uh plenty to talk about nico has queued up uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on institutional uh all, all kinds of wild goings on. And, and plenty of stuff has been going on today too, so I, I, I won't spoil it all. We'll get into it momentarily, but unlike the past couple of weeks, this is live, anything could happen. So I defer to my friend, Bill here. We'll do
1: it live. Okay. Well, we'll do it live. it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. thing sucks.
0: If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share—all those things—they help a ton. Getting this in front of more eyeballs. Shout out to everybody watching from Simply Bitcoin. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your Simply Session.
1: Huddle Bitcoin.
0: Before we dive in, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. I am slowly pulling up the timechaincalendar.com. So we're sitting at pretty much dead on thirty thousand per coin. A single US dollar will pick you up. 3,333 sats. Nice. Uh, In terms of fees, actually kind of crazy. The mempool is backed up by like a gig, but... In terms of fees, not that bad. 22 sats per byte, 23 sats per byte. Next block, if you're willing to wait a little bit, 17 is probably going to do you. It's purging anything below six sats per byte. So just keep that in mind. RBF, lightning, all that good stuff. Um, And then in terms of Bitcoin that have been mined, 92.43%. That's 19.41 million of them. All right, shout out to sponsors of the show, hodlhodl.com. If you're stacking sats and you've got a few priorities in mind, uh, namely peer-to-peer trading, instant self-custody, no KYC, this is the place to be. Head to hodlhodl.com. You sign up with nothing more than an email address. Scroll down, simple. Pick your currency, pick your payment method, pick your amount, and start viewing offers and stacking non-KYC sats in minutes. Uh, They also have a peer-to-peer lending platform in which nothing is ever rehypothecated. Uh, be sure to check them out, hodlhodl.com. There's a link down below. Also, these are the guys that host Baltic Honey Badger in Riga. That's coming up in September. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm dying that I can't be there because it's my daughter's first day at a new school. But uh, if you're looking at conferences, Riga is is badass. It is high signal and it's by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. Anyways, I digress. Let's keep going. Uh, if you're stacking... If you're stacking non-KYC sats, you're gonna to wanna to get them in uh, something very secure. And some of the best, most secure hardware on the market comes from CoinKite. Cold Card Mark IV is an absolute beast. They've also got things like the tap signer, the sats card, the block clock, the open dime, and coming soon, the Cold Card Q1. I'm stoked about it. If you wanna reserve that or pick up anything else I've mentioned, head to coinkite.com. Use code BTC Sessions for 5% off everything in the store. Now, if you're looking to go beyond single-sig and you want to dive into multi-sig, uh, check out what nunchuck.io has going on. They've got something called the Honey Badger uh, package in which you set up an assisted multi-sig. They'll hold one key, be your signer of last resort. You always hold the majority of keys, so you're... um Always have full control over your funds, uh, but it's super easy to set up. You do it on mobile. It works with things like tap signer, cold card, and a ton of other hardware options. It also has baked in inheritance planning so that your sats, you know, they're going to get to your next of kin without any worry. If should anything happen to you? And one of the best parts about it, no KYC sets it apart from other options out there. You don't need to provide any personal information in order for this to be set up and to work for you. So check them out, nunchuck.io. And then shout out to Start9 Labs or Start9, your sovereign computing solution. These guys are killing it. They just dropped in the past month a brand new slew of hardware options. They've got the Lite, uh, the light server. They've got your kind of entry-level, regular, um, I don't know, we'll say like mid-tier node. And then they've got the Pro or the Pure. Uh, and those things are absolute beasts in which you can host your whole life on. So be sure to check them out. Uh, lots of stuff coming down the pike. This is now I've now migrated everything just to Start Nine. So I don't I don't have any other nodes run. I had five before because I was getting experimental. But uh, yeah, I, I coalesced on on Start Nine. Anyways, enough my rambling. Let's uh, let's get let's get going here. I gotta bring in my long lost brother here,
1: dude. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, bro. But it's cool because we remained in constant communication uh as because our, our hairs act as antennas. Since. Yeah,
0: I I could hear your thoughts the whole time. It's like yeah. we never left. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I just I I just you know, I wake up in the middle of the night to think tutorial, tutorial. Like it yeah. was it was, <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah,
0: it's like as as I was working on them, you're you're learning everything. You don't even need to watch my tutorials anymore. You just the knowledge is instantly put through your brain.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I and I constantly had twenty four hours with you. So, uh, yeah. if you know it's, that joke, you know. Yeah,
0: who needs uh, who needs <laughs> Elon's Neuralink when you have the streaks, right? I, I got to
1: say, my girlfriend was is getting very jealous. Oh. <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to know it, Nico. I've I've heard. I I, I get it. I get the cold card is the best (laughs) hardware wallet, but I've heard enough.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. Awesome. Well, dude, it's it's good to good to see you again with an actual live show. Um, And and thanks for uh, still. Still having Benico be a thing, even when when I was working from afar, uh, it was much appreciated. So thanks, man.
1: Of course, man. Benico doesn't stop. It's like the honey badger. I hope the videos were all right.
0: Oh, they were great. I think I, I mean, I'll, let us know in the comments if you've been watching uh, the past couple of weeks while I was I was away. But uh, it was great. I th- I think it fit together nicely. So thanks, man. Awesome. let's uh let's redecorate in here let's get some some snazzy well, awesome. awesome uh so what's been going on what's uh what's top of mind
1: dude i mean that, so rules for thee and not for me more of a continuation of of total clown world also uh you know we had this narrative back in 2018 you were around back then ben and uh you know one of the coping one of the copes was hey Uh, The institutions are coming while the price of Bitcoin was dropping from 20K to 3K. And we all thought the institutions would come and, you know, save the day. And, you know, but we've reached this uh, this moment in history where the institutions are here. Like Mm -hmm. they're finally here. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today during Simply Sessions. But first, Ben, if you don't mind, uh, could you play the video?
0: Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's go.
2: Following up from um, some announcements earlier this year. During the department's regular oversight of our execution of presidential drawdown authority for Ukraine, we discovered inconsistencies in equipment valuation for Ukraine. In a significant number of cases, services used replacement costs rather than net book value, thereby overestimating the value of the equipment drawn down from US stocks and provided to Ukraine. Once we discovered this misvaluation, the comptroller reissued guidance on March 31st clarifying how to value equipment in line with the financial management regulation and DOD policy to ensure we use the most accurate of accounting methods. We have confirmed that for FY23, the final calculation is $3.6 billion, and for FY22, it is $2.6 billion for a combined total of $6.2 billion. These valuation errors in no way limit or restricted the size of any of our PDAs, or impacted the provision of support to Ukraine. And while the DOD DOD retains the authority to utilize the recaptured PDA, this has no bearing on appropriated USAI or Ukraine PDA replenishment funding approved by Congress.
0: Oopsie doodle. (laughs) Catacomb says, small billion dollar oopsie. Those happen all the time.
1: (laughs) Dude. If that isn't like an argument to separate money from state, like, I don't know what is. <laughs> Can you imagine like in, in your tax returns, it's like accounting error, <laughs> ah, I looked back and my mistake, my bad. Yeah. You, you uh, mean
0: to, and you mean to tell me the people that were cataloging all this stuff didn't know how to properly account for things like the, like marking down the valuations of of various items. Like people know that like when, when you're, you're marking the the assets that you have. That there's there's depreciation of your assets. Like that's a that's a thing that accountants and and people responsible for that would be very privy to.
1: Dude, it is. <sighs> it, again, it's rules for the, not for me. Um, but hey, you know what, Ben? Maybe we're being too harsh. It, it's just six point two billion dollars. You know, like it. Ugh, yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm sure
0: they would extend the same leniency to any mom or pop shop, mom and pop shop that, you know, accidentally just misplaced or didn't report, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's not like they are trying to pass a law that would, you know, basically force banks to report every six hundred dollar transaction. You know, it's not like they're trying to do that. So, yeah. uh, you know,
0: seems fair above board. Yeah, completely. we'll give it a pass.
1: We'll give it a pass. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, in other news, uh, we got we got some other stuff. So we talked about the Pentagon and uh, some shenanigans over there. Also, out of all the exchanges, uh, Binance uh, being you know one of them that's literally the the uh, the accusations by the SEC were literally, uh, accusing, uh, CZ of actual criminal intent hmm. versus the accusations against Coinbase, which were, Hey, you were selling unregistered securities. The accusations against, uh, Binance were, Hey, you were commingling customer funds. You were allowing people to kind of, you know, uh, bypass us, uh, securities regulations. Uh, sub money apparently was being used to buy like a $12 million yacht. Well, it looks like uh, Binance doesn't care. And, uh, you know, Binance uh, confirmed that, uh, you know, it is working on Lightning Network integration. Um, and I and normally on on its, you know, on its face, you would say, OK, this is total noise. Nico, why the fuck are you talking about a shitcoin casino? <laughs> well, well, that's because remember what happened when Robinhood and Venmo and PayPal and And all these services announced that they were going to start allowing Bitcoin purchases, right? Initially, they were completely against the idea of self-custody, right? Like they weren't, they didn't even allow the, they didn't even allow that, right? But what happened was that you had alternatives like Cash App, like Swan, like, uh, like Strike, right? Um, That they did offer withdrawals. So therefore there was market pressure on these other exchanges, uh, like on PayPal, on Venmo, on you know, on Robinhood, to eventually they were all forced to add withdrawals. Um, and I think that these same market forces are affecting an exchange like Binance, just like they affected Kraken. Uh, I think eventually it's going to happen to Coinbase, too, if they're still around in five years, mm-hmm. because their business model is currently being attacked by the SEC. And if the SEC gets their way, Coinbase will literally go out of business. They won't exist five years from now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's the beauty of incentives. It's the beauty of free market, right? Free markets do these beautiful things. And even in the most predominant shitcoin casino that has ever existed in the history of mankind that has definitely been doing some shady shit in the background. Mm -hmm. Eh, They can't resist market uh, forces themselves, you know. So uh, Binance adding lightning. Pretty cool. Kind of sucks for a lot of those shit coins listed on there. Kind of defeats a lot of their narratives, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I heard that Bitcoin was slow and expensive. What's up with that?
1: <clears throat> Weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, it's, it it is st- very strange. It, it is funny to watch um, you know, the big guys that, that rely on the previous narratives of, oh, this coin has more transactions per second and all that crap that's been trumpeted over the years. They... They had no incentive to do it until like it really became an issue, right? Like when when you're withdrawing from, you know, one of these entities and they're charging you like $10 or $20 withdrawal fees, stuff like that. And it's like, well, how about you just do the thing that we want and actually give us access to, you know, instant settlement, like the rest of the world has been using for the past few years here. Um, It does force their hand. So, I mean, like, you know, your initial, you know, initial reaction would be, Oh, hats off to Binance, but like, really, come on, (laughs) let's get it going. Let's get it going.
1: Yeah. And then, and then, so what else is missing? So it's, it's Coinbase, uh, you know, the the shitcoin casinos, the Bittrex went out of business. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gemini, I guess you would say, um, I think all the, you know, all the Bitcoin only exchanges, they're already basically integrating. I know Swan is, Strike, uh, Cash App. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it, at one, everyone's going to have to enable Lightning, which is freaking yeah. awesome. Uh, very, very cool. Yeah. A- anyways. Anyways, um, in other news, I think this is the the very big news. And shout out to everybody in the chat, everyone watching on on BTC sessions and on Simply Bitcoin. Congratulations to everybody! You have front ran one of the most evil organizations in the history of mankind. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I'm talking about BlackRock. But before we get into that, uh, you know, the Chad Sailor saying the quiet part out loud the window to front-run institutional demand for Bitcoin is closing, right? And here is a Wall Street Street Journal that uh, Michael Saylor uh, was retweeting. But this isn't talking about just BlackRock. And mind you, like, there's way too many coincidences. There's way too many coincidences for this to be a coincidence, okay? In the last two weeks alone, okay, uh, Binance and Coinbase were sued. Mm -hmm. And then fast-forward a week later... Uh, BlackRock announced an ETF the day after Fidelity announced that they that it was rumored that they wanted to launch an ETF, and then the day after that, uh, <laughs> the the title reads itself right: crypto exchange backed by Citadel Securities, Fidelity, uh, Schwab starts operations, and these are these are very very big financial players. Right. Um, Which is which is very crazy. Um, So it goes on to say uh, a new cryptocurrency exchange backed by Citadel Securities, Fidelity Investments and Charles Schwab is seeking business from broker and investor investors interested in digital assets, but wary of troubles at FTX and Binance. The venture EDX Markets, uh, I'm not a big fan of the name, quietly began executing trades in recent weeks, so it's already up and running. EDX released a statement about the launch Tuesday, nine months after its backers unveiled their plans uh, for the crypto marketplace. The launch shows that some Wall Street firms remain interested in crypto despite a regulatory onslaught by the SEC uh, and a market that has cooled off substantially over uh, over the past 18 months. And I think that statement, Ben, is a very strong statement, mm-hmm. right? And it's not just some Wall Street firms. I think that is an understatement, right? Uh, Fidelity has trillions of dollars uh, assets under management. Uh, BlackRock has $10 trillion assets under management. Um, so y- y- these aren't just Walt, some Wall Street firms. These are titans in on yeah. Wall Street. Uh, That are showing interest, despite the fact of the SEC lawsuit, despite the fact that, you know, Bitcoin is down. Uh, more than 50% from its all-time high, Mm -hmm. right? Despite these things, uh, these things are still happening. Anyways, it goes on to say, spokesman for Citadel Securities, an electronic uh, market-making firm with a huge presence in stock and options confirmed it was trading cryptocurrencies on EDX. EDX says its approach draws on standard practices in traditional and regulated financial markets and differs in ways from how crypto exchanges typically operate. One major difference, EDX, is a non-custodial exchange, meaning it doesn't directly handle its customers' digital assets. Instead, EDX runs a marketplace where firms agree to execute trades of coins and dollars using its platform to agree on price prices. Then the firms firms move from crypto and cash between each other to settle the trades later this year, edX plans to launch a clearinghouse to facilitate the process of trading uh, of settling trades. But even then it plans to use third party banks and crypto custodian uh, to hold customer assets, which is, I think this part is really, really interesting because that has been, Uh, the debate really uh in the last i would say um you know couple of weeks or a couple of months or so is there's been two approaches right there's been the approach of swan which you know wants to separate the custodian from the broker and then there's been the approach of uh places like river like exchanges like river where the broker and the custodian are the same i find it interesting that you know uh the, the, these, uh, Wall Street Titans are taking the approach where they want the custodian and the broker to be separate. Um, and that coincides with a lot of exists, how, you know, the traditional financial system, that's how it operates, right? Mm -hmm. The custodian and broker traditionally are separated. I think it's by law that they're required to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyways, dude, this is, this is absolutely crazy, crazy news. And again, um, Fidelity and Charles Schwab. It looks like they don't give a they don't they don't give a flying F what 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 uh what the SEC has to say about Coinbase. It doesn't seem like it bothers them a lot.
0: It it almost seems to me like they've got information that others don't have. It's like <laughs> you know because Blackrock tends not to fuck around and seems to know what they're doing. And like I as I was seeing something like out of their ETF filings. They like 90 99 point whatever percent of their filings have been approved. So it's like if they're filing, that's they're they're doing it for a reason. They're they're pretty confident. Um and to have all of this happen at once, it kind of like, you know, it seems a little bit like, oh, the good old boys club. Like they all just kind of like got together behind the scenes and they're like, all right, and now, and everybody up until now. Just got screwed and slapped and and put all the, like the you know not yeah sure the Winklevoss twins they run their shitcoin casino but those guys have been trying to get a friggin' ETF since 2016 and every time no 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 over and over and over again I mean if BlackRock gets it like <laughs> when nothing materially has really changed like yeah okay there's the lawsuits and everything with the SEC but like. I mean, the SEC dragged its friggin' feet on on even explaining what it saw as a security versus not. And like, it, it's just it's kind of laughable because it seems like all of these huge institutions were able were basically given time to get their ducks in a row and then execute when when stuff was ready. Um, yeah, we'll see. Also, side note. Don't sell your coins to BlackRock, mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> Don't do that.
1: Mm-hmm. By the way, you were, you were, you, 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 your intuition, Ben. Uh, you're not the only person that uh, that thought that. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this is a lot of coincidences you know it's like you know the 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 winklevi you know isn't it convenient that the ftx blow up happened the way it did and then you know the knight and shining armor larry fink coming on a white horse and he just comes in to save the day so it's a lot of coincidences aren't they mm-hmm. um but we aren't the only paranoid bitcoiners to think this uh here's preston pish he says i'm sorry but after watching blackrock fidelity citadel schwab and now Deutsche Bank. We're gonna to get to that in a second, by the way. So it's that we we just hit the tip of the iceberg. We're we're we just we've just been talking about Fidelity, Citadel, and Schwab. You we haven't you. even hit the BlackRock news, and we haven't even hit the bank news. This has all happened within the last week or two, uh, and, and this happened the week after the SEC lawsuit. Like, if 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 you think this is a coincidence, I have. Uh, uh, you know what, what's that expression? cash what's that expression i have a bridge to sell you or something like that like yeah. i don't know bro it's, but like i
0: i have a fork of bitcoin that is the real bitcoin to sell you
1: exactly exactly <laughs> oh man um okay so uh preston says i'm sorry but after watching blackrock fidelity citadel schwab and now Deutsche Bank, um uh, all apply for Bitcoin ETFs, spot exchanges, etc. Only a few days after the SEC drops a TRO on Binance and sue's Coinbase. How can't you think that this entire past year was a giant inside job coordinated between the Wall Street parasites and government regulators so they can catch up? Right. Uh, Here's David Bailey. So let me get this straight. They sent in their goon, SBF, pumped him full of money, enabled his massive Ponzi that wiped out the native industry. All the while they were preparing their own exchanges and ETFs to come in and, quote, clean up the mess. Pretty genius, to be honest. Uh, Here's Marty Bent. Come out of nowhere. Wonder kid. Master trader. Names arena. Celebrity endorsements on CNBC Weekly. Sit down with Bill Clinton and Tony Blair. Uh, I don't know if I could say that Drug the world <laughs> usher in the need for adults in the room. The most obvious government asset in recent memory. SBF is a, it a CIA asset. And shout out to Marty Bent. This was August 4th, 2022. Mind you, he was being treated like a wonder kid. Like, yeah, New York Times, even after the guy got arrested, crime hey and then you know they, they brought him up they did an official interview like like and he's like i i just didn't know what i'm doing mr wonderful was like i believe him yeah, and then they all I gave him work around with him again yeah I you know, would
0: He made a mistake but that's what good builds good businessmen really what about the fraud <laughs> what about the fraud
1: exactly and then um and then uh what, what dude uh they dropped charges by the way on oh, his case God. they dropped like four charges it just came out uh recently so, yeah, you know, again, I don't want to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, but, like, these are a whole lot of coincidences, Ben.
0: Yeah. Like, am I seeing things
1: that are not there?
0: <laughs> Robert in the chat says, SBF is a Patsy, not a Ponzi.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. So, um, okay. But, but you know, the 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 story the is not over. So, okay. So, we have, you know, Citadel, we have Fidelity, we have Schwab, but then the big kahuna comes in. Um, and I love the way that BlockWorks framed it, which is uh, BlackRock Bitcoin ETF, the wolf enters the hen house. But before, you know, before I, 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 I read that article, I actually want to read a headline from something that was off screen uh, just because this is the this is the uh, I have this Bloomberg subscription that it just sends me an email Every time like there's like a notable like article I want to read, <laughs> but check out the name of this article and then co- connect it with what what uh, what Mar- uh, with Marty Bent and David Bailey just said, I kid you not. This is the subject line of the email. Larry Fink goes from Bitcoin skeptic to savior. That's right. In the eyes of Bloomberg, Larry Fink is the savior. Um, anyway-
0: save me, Larry. Save <laughs> me. I need
1: rescuing. <laughs> He he's pointing at you, Ben. Yes. (laughs) Hey Ben, do you wanna do you wanna touch tips? (laughs) Oh Oh, man. Wow.
0: Wow. Uh, I love that that I love low-key in the back, W E F. (laughs) Like, Like perfect. Park.
1: Oh man, dude, reality is stranger than fiction. Like, yeah. you couldn't write this if you tried. You couldn't write this script if you tried. Anyway, so it goes on to say BlackRock Bitcoin ETF, the wolf enters the, the henhouse. So I, I appreciate, shout out to Blockworks, you know, because the, the Bloomberg subject line email was just comical. It goes on to say, in t- institutional scale Bitcoin investment in America, the dream of many early digital gold asset backers is becoming a distinct possibility. But for some, an institutional move into Bitcoin is nothing more than a dystopian nightmare when a noble battle against the corruption of the fiat money system ends with the rich once again getting richer. Uh, The application for an ETF by the largest asset manager in the world, BlackRock, could not have happened at a stranger time in cryptocurrency's regulatory history. Just as the SEC is hunting down Coinbase for allegedly flouting securities laws, BlackRock is requesting the SEC's approval for a spot ETF, with Coinbase as its custodial partner. <laughs> okay. So hold on. It gets weirder. Coinbase gets sued the week before. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. And then the week after, BlackRock's like, you know what? Not only are we going to file Bitcoin ETF, but we're going to use Coinbase to do it. Like,
0: bro. <laughs> like, bro. Clean clean slate for Coinbase, I guess. <laughs> BlackRock. Back BlackRock says, make it so.
1: Yeah. No. And did you see the, the, the James O'Keefe video that came out? Yeah. Right, It's like, you want a senator? 10 grand. You can get a senator. No problem. And, and, and it's just a guy that worked at BlackRock. Like, this is just, this is crazy. This is crazy stuff. Anyways, so it goes on to say, just as the SEC is hunting down Coinbase for allegedly flouting securities laws, BlackRock is requesting the SEC's a- approval for a spot Bitcoin ETF, um, it goes on to say it should it should be no surprise that blackrock would choose to work with coinbase for its etf as they have a as they've had long been strategic partners so the still the entry of old world wealth into bitcoin um, into the bitcoin realm is raising red flags in the community On a recent uh, On the Margin podcast, Mark Yusko, uh, I think he worked with Pomp, Um, he was part of that, Uh, I I forget the name of the company, expresses some of the fears of handing over the keys, both figuratively and cryptographically to the institutions. Bitcoin community seems um, unenthusiamed. Uh, mm-hmm. While the notion of large scale, heavily regulated investment entering Bitcoin appears on the surface to be highly bullish for the industry, not everyone is enthusiasm or enthusiast, enthusiast, uh, enthused, enthused, um, concerns about some sort of hostile takeover are swirling in the community. I mean, rightly so. I'll say this. and I think, Ben, you already said it. Uh, don't be a moron and sell your Bitcoin a BlackRock. Yeah. This is what I got to say about that.
0: Yeah. They, they had some stuff on there uh, in, in in some of their documentation talking about how like they could if, you know, they they'll basically choose if there's a fork of Bitcoin, then, you know, they'll choose which one is is the one. And, and it may not be the most valuable one, a chain. And like, so, I mean, there, there's definitely room for fuckery in there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if some was tried. Uh, but I mean, run a node, man, run a node. And then BlackRock can't tell you what Bitcoin is. Uh, yeah. That's the best thing to do. So, so go.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, you hear that, Larry? You hear that, Larry? No, Nico, I see you. Anyways. <laughs> um, all right. Also, just to kind of give a reference to how big, you know, the, uh, how big Blackrock is uh quarter uh 2022 BlackRock had 8.49 trillion dollars that's with the T okay you know the Pentagon losing um 6.2 billion you know that's for Larry Fink that's nothing. That's Drop that's the bucket.
0: That's 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 literally the change in his couch cushions.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, these guys basically own the world. And I'm not even kidding when I say that. It's it's not an exaggeration. By yep. the way, the good news is is not done. Uh so the same week again, freaking crazy coincidence, so the same week that Citadel and Fidelity and uh Charles Schwab um la- decided to launch an exchange the same week that BlackRock said we're going to file an ETF with Coinbase, which is being sued by the SEC, the same week that Fidelity is rumored to to also file for an ETF, this happened as well. Uh, one of the largest banks in Russia, in not not Russia, in France, uh, basically wants to custody uh, Bitcoin, right? But it's not also France, the largest bank. In Germany, Deutsche Bank files for, uh, for crypto custody license. And again, ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about the billions anymore. This isn't just, you know, Pentagon chump uh, change. We are now talking in the trillions, right? So these are massive, massive institutions uh, that are circling around. I don't think uh, this would have happened if, you know, the BlackRock news didn't come out. I don't think this would have happened if the Fidelity news didn't come out. I think these massive institutions, they see the writing on the wall and they want to get a piece of the action. I think that's the reality. I think the 2018 narrative of the institutions are coming. Boy, the institutions are here like that. They're here now. Um, And congrats to everybody. You have front run these massive, you know, institutions that have been calling you crazy for the better part of a decade. Um, You were right. And they were wrong. That's because Bitcoin's incentives stay winning and they're superior to anything they have. Yeah. Um, but don't get tricked, man. Because I feel like these, you know, like they're applying for a custody license. Like, fuck that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't buy their IOUs. Um, self custody your shit. Get a hardware wallet. Run a node. Do all the self sovereign things that you've been geared up to learn over the past number of years. Um, you don't want, you don't want their IOUs. Let, let the normies go take the the receipts and and think that they own Bitcoin because, um, it won't be real.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So instead of trusting Deutsche Bank or Douche Bank, watch yeah. some BTC sessions tutorials.
0: <laughs> we got them. We got plenty.
1: <laughs> um. So um. Okay. Next part is all this is happening, right? Um. Also. Kind of more bullish news. Right. So, you know, real quick. Right. All that stuff that just happened. Right. All this crazy institutional interest, you know, these lawsuits that are happening in you know the United States. Coinbase is being sued. BlackRock is like, I don't give a fuck. We, Bitcoin ETF. On the other side of the world in Hong Kong, which we've been covering in, in Simply Sessions uh, for a while now. And we've been making the case how Hong Kong is being used by the CCP to kind of play both sides. Right. So Hong Kong is part of this one country, two systems Uh, used to be a British colony and it was handed back to uh, to to communist China. But communist China decided to keep it as a laissez faire capitalistic city. Um, So what they're doing is that they're using Hong Kong as a testing ground to, oh, we can benefit from Bitcoin. But at the same time, don't let, you know, our mainland populace, uh, mm-hmm. you know, benefit from uh number go up in freedom enabling technology. We still want them on a social credit system, uh, central bank digital currency standard. But in Hong Kong, we're like, you know, we'll benefit from all mm-hmm. these companies, uh, you know, potentially moving here. And the push is pretty hard, bro. It goes on to say Hong Kong's banking regulator is pressuring lenders, including HSBC, And Standard Charter to take on crypto exchanges as clients, even as U.S. regulators crack down on the industry. At a meeting last month, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority questioned the U.K.-based lenders and Bank of China on why they're not accepting crypto exchanges as clients. Uh, goes on to say due diligence on potential customers should not create undue burden, particularly for those setting up an office in Hong Kong to look for the opportunities here. Banks do not have a ban on crypto clients, but they are reluctant to take on exchanges over fears that they could be prosecuted if the platforms are used for money laundering and other illegal activity. The pressure uh, underscores the difficulties being created by Hong Kong's push to establish itself as a global center for the crypto industry despite a series of high profile and damaging collapses including the implosion of FTX. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority encouraged the banks to not be afraid. A person with the knowledge of the discussion said, there is resistance from a conventional banking mindset. We are seeing some resistance from senior executives at traditional banks. This month, uh, we, we already talked about the SEC, yet in a sign of Hong Kong's enthusiasm for the sector, pro-beijing so someone who's in bed with the ccp lawmaker johnny ng who is also a member of china's top political advisory body invited coinbase and other crypto exchanges to set up in the city following the sec lawsuit how freaking crazy is reality right now bro this what? is nuts. The country that banned Bitcoin mining is now going to Coinbase, which is currently being sued by the SEC, which is currently being used by BlackRock to file an ETF, and the CCP is saying, hey, Coinbase, come over to here to Hong Kong and set up shop here. What the fuck is going on, dude? Is this... Is this... We're, we're just watching
0: the incentives play out. We're watching as the world realizes oh this thing is actually going to be huge it's going to be used by everyone because it cannot be stopped there's been plenty of examples of it not being able to be stopped and i think that you're just seeing different iterations of that and you're you're also seeing governments trying to have their cake and eat it too. Well, we want to ban it, but we also want to have it here because it's very beneficial to us, but like not, not for our citizens, but for us, yes, please. But you can't, as when your citizens see that you're benefiting from Bitcoin, your citizens are going to have Bitcoin. It's going to happen. And so I, I, yeah, it's kind of wild to see it all play out when everybody was, was kind of, positing that this type of stuff would happen over the past decade. where like, Oh, you know, nation states will start to get it. Institutions will start to get it. You're going to start to see this competitive environment. And like, this is exactly like we see the U S kind of clamping down on shit. And then we see the, the country that most aggressively clamped down on everything. Now letting it eke back in and saying, well, in Hong Kong, let's, let's actively encourage it. Um, And so do we see that play out stateside as well? Well, I know that we came down pretty hard, but maybe we should actively encourage a little bit because we can't let China get all of this. Um, I think we're going to start to see a little bit of that ping pong back and forth. There's still going to be horrible regulations. There's still going to be people that want to control this thing. Um, I think that they will find that that's exceedingly difficult, Uh, but there's going to be a mix of both. They'll want the benefits and none of the, the drawbacks to their power, but they won't Get that.
1: Yep, exactly. What that I, I always remember the article that Alex Gladstein wrote, and there was something that he said in that article that really resonated with me. Um, freedom enabling technology and number go up technology are inextricably linked, and you cannot separate the two. And this is a pill that that governments have not swallowed yet. And mm-hmm. I love the CC to be honest with you, like I admire the CCP's attempt of saying, hey, we can benefit. We can have both. Why not? You know, Um, which I find absolutely hilarious. Um, They'll find
0: out. We'll Anyways,
1: Ben, do we have time for one funny ass video clip? Let's let's do it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So this is a little bit of a simple, this is the end. So this is, this is no longer simply sessions. This is called simply tabloid sessions, <laughs> right? So we all know Andrew Tate, if you've lived under a rock, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't have the time to explain it. Let's say he's a highly controversial red pill type of internet figure, finally been charged um, and Romanian prosecutors they they seized 21 Bitcoin but it, it, it wasn't 21 Bitcoin uh, according to you know Sky News, which we're supposed to trust you know remember you have to trust the trusted sources. Um, uh, apparently it, it was a lot more than 21 Bitcoin. Uh, let's hear what the trusted news sources have to say oh I don't think we're getting audio on that oh, Oh, We're not getting audio. Oh, I screwed up, anyways. That's so, right. in Sky News, they said uh, that they seized 21 million Bitcoin <laughs> from Andrew Tate. Wow, uh, big haul! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he must know Satoshi or something. Uh, that's that's
0: that's quite inc- incredible. Like, I'm <laughs> to see a newscast. But, I mean, the news has been. Expertly reporting Bitcoin for well over a decade now, and this is just a continuation of that.
1: Oh, hundred percent. We're misinformation, bro. They're they're they they're trusted sources.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations, Sky News. You've outdone yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, dude, um, this was fantastic. It was good to good to have you back, or good to be back as well. Um, yeah, man. Let's. Uh, shall we do it again?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: and and hey, uh, can we can we mention your upcoming trip?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ben now you're gonna to be touching the tips again.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? Oh. And where? Where? Oh. Where shall we be doing it?
1: Uh, should we tell people? Yeah, I mean, the land of maple syrup and moose.
0: Yeah, you're you're making your you're making your. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do we call it? Your pilgrimage to Canada?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I'm. I, dude. I have not been in Canada in over a decade. I'm so excited.
0: Well, you get to come to the good part. So, okay. So, yeah. Uh, those of you unfamiliar, Nico will be in. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll just bring it up here while I get the chance. Nico's going to be in my hometown for a little something. We're doing. Uh, we're doing the Bitcoin rodeo. It's coming up. So, anyways, it's going to be a good time. Uh, it's going to be in Calgary, July 4th and 5th. And I'm super stoked that you get to come. I get to show you around. We'll go to the mountains. We'll hit up Calgary stampede, which is like, uh, just bring your Advil. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a time, but there's going to be a bunch of good people in town. Uh, Steve Barber lives like 10 minutes from me.
1: Um,
0: and of course like you've been chatting with Dave Bradley he is the the co-founder of bull Bitcoin uh currently works at Bitcoin well there's gonna be a bunch of other awesome bitcoiners in town I've, I won't rant on it too much but uh yeah man it's gonna be exciting I, can't I, am,
1: wait. I am super super freaking pumped uh I'm gonna bring my girl so this will be good and uh yeah we're gonna maybe we do a live uh a live simply yeah.
0: Let's do it. Why not? All right, I got, we... I got
1: I got to touch up my tips, bro. You know the roots are growing in.
0: Let me talk to Dave, maybe we can do one on stage from the from the thing. That'd that sound, be
1: good. That sounds like a, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, this was Your Simply Sessions. Peace out. Later, man.
0: All right, everybody. A couple things before we uh before we finish up. I got a few things that I wanted to touch on uh, that I thought were exciting this week. So, of course, again, if you're uh, if you're in town or in Alberta or in Western Canada, or you want to make a trip over, uh, come to Calgary, come to the Bitcoin Rodeo, July 4th and 5th, bitcoinrodeo.com. Uh, but yeah, there's a few things that caught my eye this week that I, I thought were worth mentioning. Uh, Jack uh, Jack Dorsey tweeted out nodeless.io. Um, so I was curious about that, clicked on it. And uh, it looks like a way to basically be able to accept lightning payments and on-chain payments directly, create storefronts, all this kind of stuff, BTC pay store, uh, BTC pay server style, um, but all instant self-custody. So if you have a a lightning address, if you have just on-chain, then you can do that. So trade-offs here, Um, just from my initial poking around, the on-chain thing, they don't allow you to do an XPUB. It's just a, a singular address. Not great. I would prefer... Um, but I I think they're trying to keep it accessible. Maybe if they add an advanced feature that allows you to do that, that'd be nice. Um, Lightning address, nice and simple, you plunk it in, you can set it as your default payment method and any store that you put up, all your payments will go directly to Lightning. Um, Yeah, so I I mean, it looks like you can basically create donation pages, um, uh, online stores, paywalls, all kinds of different stuff. So yeah, interesting. Now the other trade off here too, is okay. One, it's, it's easy because you don't have to set anything up. You just plunk in your info and then you're off to the races. Um, the trade-off for that is because they're basically managing everything for you. Uh, I think they take, um, I think like 1% on, on transactions that come through. So like weigh it, I don't know, like, do you want to, would you rather set up BTC pay on voltage and do like a a monthly, you know, pay for a light Node or something like that. I don't know, wh- whatever you prefer. I haven't played with this yet. I'll probably end up doing a video on it at some point. Just wanted to bring it to your attention. Uh, a couple of other things. Start OS... Uh, So start nine, they just dropped a new update. If you've been having any issues with Tor connectivity, apparently this addresses it. And that's, um, I had a couple every once in a while, my Tor connection would not be great. And I'd restart it to kind of get a new uh, identity. So if you've been having any issues with that, this fixes it. Um, And so you can check your node for updates. I don't know if they pushed it yet, uh, but it Should be there soon. A few other bug, bug fixes, different things, experimental features tab. Um, a few other things coming out of them, so check that out. Uh, also, they just added simple x server available for start os. So, this is actually pretty interesting. I, I think this is cool. So, it says announcing simple x server for start os now available on start nine registry. It like Noster. SimpleX is neither peer-to-peer nor federated. It uses servers to relay messages. You define which server to use for receiving messages, and your contacts define which server for receiving messages. Every conversation is likely to use two different servers. Uh, servers are simple relays adhering to SMP protocol. They do not store profiles, contacts, or groups. They only retain messages until they are delivered to clients. Um simplex was designed with tor servers in mind uh it does direct messages group messages calls voice messages and video calls and everything is end-to-end encrypted kind of cool i'm kind of interested to play around with this so anyways i, I thought that was interesting uh if you got uh, if you're running start nine then uh maybe check that out i'm gonna play with it as well Uh, Sparrow just dropped an update, uh, version 1.7.7, high fee environment improvements and more. Basically, uh, you have improved mempool mempool fee rates chart, uh, improvements for high fee environment, uh, performance optimizations for large wallets, better usability on border wallets, grids. Uh, Just a little bit more on the details here. Um, Yeah, you have basically finer granularity. Um, same color scheme as uh, mempool.space and clicking on the chart expands it and offers a 24 hour view, which is kind of cool. Um, uh, it also has optimizations, improvement, uh, improved performance on very large wallets with high address uh, reuse. So that's actually useful for me because I've got some wallets that I've had for quite some time that I use frequently. Sometimes it can be a pain in the ass to load. Seems like that'll be improved now. Uh, QR scanning is improved, uh, all kinds of stuff. So Hats off to Craig Ross, Sparrow, always, always killing it. This again, my go-to day-to-day desktop wallet. Uh, Ledger recover, technical white paper release. So the the whole shit that um Ledger released or announced that got them, got everybody freaking out. And the reason that I've been doing one-on-ones non-stop is people are like, I need to move to a cold card now. Uh, which again, hats off to everybody making that that leap. Um, so the thing that everybody was worried about, I guess it, it does suck <laughs> because, because they dropped the white paper and, and it wasn't super favorable what people had to say about it. Uh, it says, although a welcome move, the technical white paper has failed to alleviate the key concerns surrounding the upcoming recover service, whose source code is said to be released this summer. Um, so basically they release like what, uh, what this uh, does and like how it works. And uh, some of the comments, so Seth for Privacy did like a pretty good breakdown on, on everything that he thought could be wrong with it. And he basically said, it confirms it's as bad as we thought and still completely unverifiable in practice. The bombshell here is the explicit confirmation that Ledger themselves hold the master decryption key for all ledger recover users your seed is encrypted using their key and not your own so they always hold the ability to decrypt decrypt your seed from shards so basically ledger will hold like a piece of your key and two other trusted third parties will hold pieces of your keys and then ledger has the the like decryption key that allows them to put two of those parts together and gain full access to your funds and as we heard from the ceo of ledger you know if they were you know if they if you're using this service and they get a, a subpoena and it's basically oh give up the keys they can do that uh, so don't use this um, unfortunately there's no way to verify whether or not it's just running in the background already i'm not i don't i'm not saying it is i don't think it is but there's no way to know in the first place. Uh, The other thing here uh, from Zach, it says uh, ledger recover sounds like a disaster for the AI deep fake era. From my reading of the white paper, all an attacker needs to do is get a photo of your ID and know what you look like. No other verification needed. What are they thinking? Um, Yeah. So anyways, (laughs) what can I say? Don't use this service probably. Is, is the best thing I can say. I just definitely not for me. Anyways, moving on. Uh, I just did a tutorial earlier this week. It dropped uh, Bolts. It's a web app. It is non-custodial. It uses atomic swaps uh, to swap between lightning to on-chain or liquid Bitcoin. So I did a little demo and kind of uh, outlined where it might be useful to swap from lightning to liquid and kind of Basically made the case for if fees on the main chain got prohibitively high for things like dollar cost averaging, but you still wanted to build up. If you're just dollar cost averaging into Lightning, that means that you've got to have a meaningful amount of Bitcoin sitting in a Lightning wallet, a hot wallet, until you move it over to on-chain. And maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you would like to secure with hardware. Well, the trade-off that you could make is to swap from Lightning to Liquid. Now, Liquid has a different set of trade-offs. Liquid Bitcoin is a federated model. It is a peg one-to-one. It is secured by a large multi-sig between multiple institutions around the globe. So around, I think there's 15 signatories and you would need eight or nine of them to collude in order to steal your shit. So I, I, I guess the comparison would be, would you trust your Bitcoin with one company Probably not, especially not uh, if it's a meaningful amount. Now, would you temporarily trust a percentage of your Bitcoin uh, to a collection of 15 entities of which the vast majority would have to co- collude to rug you? And the trade-off is that you don't have to hit, be hit with those on-chain fees for a period of time until it builds up and then you swap to on-chain and take full self custody on chain with hardware. The trade-off also being that liquid can be sh- secured with a hardware wallet. Some might say no to that and some might say yes, but I basically kind of laid it out as an option um, and kind of showed how that would work. Anyways, so that that's kind of my, uh, my take on that. Uh, go back and watch the video for Bolts. Uh, I just dropped it, I think yesterday. Um, and then lastly, uh, shout out to uh, Riga Baltic Honey Badger Again, Being I mentioned it at the beginning put, Being put on by the guys at Hoddle Hoddle I'm so sad I can't be at this Baltic Honey Badger is so badass uh, I went in 2019 It was awesome um, I would love to be at it again I'm, I'm really going to make a point of it next year To try and get there But this year it's my daughter's first day of school At a new school I got to be there so, I, you know, I don't want to miss that. Um, so, you know, priorities. But still, uh, they announced kind of the way it's going to go. So August 31st is Noob Day. Introduction to Bitcoin, free entrance, and a pitch competition for Bitcoin startup builders. September 1st is Layer 2 day, uh, so they're going to have different Layer 2 developments with Blockstream, Breeze, Synonym, Arc, Voltage, uh, LNP slash BP Standards Association, Galoi, TDEX, Fujimoney, LNBits, and Dusty Damon, and more. September 2nd and 3rd will be the official Honey Badger conference days, and the 4th will be BTC Pace server day. In addition to above, the conference organizers also hold announced uh, announced cypherpunk stage, a dedicated stage for privacy, opsec, freedom of speech, open source, and freedom ensuring tech. And it will only be available if you're there. So basically... Um, All of it's going to be private. None of it's going to be videoed. All the people that are going to be on stage there are going to be privacy-conscious Bitcoiners that are kind of outlining the tools and what you can use. Um, Anonymous Bitcoiners will take over the stage and share their expertise with our guests. Expect security, privacy, freedom, peer-to-peer, Nostr, and more topics. We will also host an AMA session with the original Cypherpunk mailing list member uh, and do a deep dive into Bitcoin history. Um, Yeah, lots of signal coming out of these guys. Honestly, I had the best time there in 2019. I, I just, it hasn't lined up that I've been able to get back, which makes me sad. I'm going to really make an effort for next year. But like if you're already over in Europe or you're thinking of going to Europe anyways, um, Riga is a good time. So check it out. Anyways, enough, enough of my rant there. Uh, tomorrow, why are we bullish? It might be beneficial if you showed up. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good energy going on uh it's a high council of bitcoin ben's meeting we've got five of us including myself uh so we got uh ben gagnon we've got ben de wall we got ben schmidt and we've got uh, kiwi uh, aka new zealand Hoddle, who's also a ben uh so all kinds of ben goodness and we're gonna have a, a a great ben time tomorrow so make sure you tune in it's gonna be a little bit earlier than normal um normally i do these things at uh 6 p.m eastern time it's actually gonna be at uh what is that 4 30 p.m eastern time so a little bit earlier than normal but uh make it out should be a good time um and yeah that's it uh thank you guys so much for watching like sub share all those things help a ton you can hit up the previously mentioned sponsors down below Hoddle huddle, coin kite, nunchucks, start nine. Uh, you can also, if you're looking for some extra hand holding, uh, whether you're switching from ledger to cold card, which I've had a lot of lately, or whether you're, you know, looking into lightning or multi sig or whatever it may be, uh, hit up my website btcsessions.ca and there's a place right here to book private sessions. Uh, you can also scroll down a little bit. If you really liked what you saw, you can drop me a lighten- light- lightning tip. There's an LN URL, or you can click it. And it'll take you right to my geyser fun page and a huge shout out to everybody that's been dropping sats on my geyser page. Um, It's always really cool to, you know, anytime somebody drops some sats and says a nice little thing, or I learned how to do this. Um, I've got to say that traveling. So on the topic of traveling and being out of town and going to, uh, going to Prague, going to Oslo, going to Toronto, man, it was overwhelming with so many people that came up and had so many kind things to say. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for being a part of the show. Thank you guys for, you know, watching and recommending any tutorials that have helped you in the past. It really, really like there, there's something about it that, you know, uh, you know, somebody comes up and says that they learned something. It means that much more than just, oh, I liked your silly video you made. It's, it's like, oh, that, that made a difference. Um, and, and somebody leveled up their self sovereignty because of it. And that's, that's huge. Uh, it puts faces to the numbers on the screen. So for all of you that guys that ta- show up in the chat all the time and all this, uh, I really appreciate you. I really do. And, um, yeah, thanks for being awesome. You guys are awesome. Anyways, with that, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Have a great, wonderful evening, wherever you may be. I'll see you guys next time for your daily session.